Hi, we're back to Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I'm Jo. Today we're going to talk about hair. (laughs) And I know that this sounds pretty extreme. Of course, being a black woman, a black girl with all this melanated skin, I'm always, you know, concerned about my hair, how it's styled. And it's pretty much just something that's part of our culture. You know, hair is a really big deal in the black community in general. I didn't actually think it was such a huge deal until I moved to Minnesota. (laughs) No, till I moved to Alexandria. That's it. That's it. It's literally the first thing that majority of people say to me when they meet me, probably within the first five seconds. Oh my God, your hair is so beautiful. Can I touch it? And usually by the time that sentence comes out, can I touch it? Their hands are already well into the hair. You know, and and it's not like I don't, I do, I love my hair. I love the fact that I always have a new style because I love, I am always doing some crochets and bodice locks and, you know, all my melanated girls out there know what I'm talking about. So I actually, you know, I'm used to the, the attention in some way, but... I think it's it's the thing that most people don't realize that you when you just put your hands in someone's hair, it, it's actually really like invasive. And I, and it kind of is strange that most people don't see it as that. I've, I've actually have had this conversation with people before and a lot of them are just like, I just think it's pretty and, you know, you can look and not touch. <laughs> it is very possible. And it's it's interesting because it's it's become such a topic of conversation because by the time I say what it is, I'll be like, oh, these are goddess locks and they need to understand that. Oh, they're, they're goddess locks that I crocheted it to my hair. They're like, okay, how does that work? <laughs> Before I know it, I am like teaching a full on course on black hair. <laughs> so let me go ahead and give you guys a crash course on black hair. And uh, I realized a lot of the terms I was using are not exactly <laughs> common to some people and probably some, most of my listeners. But I got you. OK, so I will explain this one last time for everyone to know. So my hair that I have in currently are called goddess locks. These are spiral, curly goddess locks. Um, They are synthetic. They are pre-looped, which literally means the hair comes this way, already twisted, and it has a little hole at the top of the, the hair strand itself. And you use a tool that is literally like a crochet needle, but with a latch and you use it to pull it through your your own hair and you can you can do cornrows there's some people who don't even braid it down some people use other methods of uh, braiding down your own hair to put the extensions over it um, it's also considered a protective style and protective style is generally something that most black girls do sometimes you do most people do it year-round or whenever they're tired because it's an easy thing to do and you always have your hair done um, but essentially it keeps your hair on underneath from being pulled and tugged and doing all the regular manual things that we do to our hair because our hair is no joke guys <laughs> it is important if you have a girlfriend that's black and you happen to be a man who doesn't know what it is to be with the black woman don't touch your hair <laughs> you will officially have ruined the mood <laughs> so, 
So another term is uh, laying our baby hairs down. And that's literally when you slick down your edges with like some sort of gel or something like that. And because our natural hair, the coils are so tight, well, mine's is, I'm like 4C, C chick over here. I'll explain that too. <laughs> so essentially, you know, my hair um, is underneath and it's protected from all that. And my baby hairs are usually the edges of your hairs that is like, you know, sticking out. And um, this didn't really matter a few years ago. Now it matters. And edge control is like a special gel that black girls use to slick their edges down. And your entire mission in life on every given day is to keep your edges slicked down. And so you will buy every gel edge control product out there that claims they can keep it down for an entire day when you probably won't make it five minutes. But that's just life. That's life in our in our world, which, by the way, is really unfair because all of our hair products, because there's so little uh stores out there especially local stores that sell things like that or products for our hair we end up having to spend a ton of money online to get you know good quality products and professional products so i mentioned 4c hair and so for so that i believe it ranges from 1a to like four or five maybe it is 4c so basically with every bracket that you get into or lettering you're essentially your hair is going to be tighter the curls are going to get more and more kinkier the further you go into that spectrum so uh if you're white you're probably one day <laughs> or you know if you have curly or coarse hair and you, you might be 1b or 1c or but that's essentially what it is. And I just wanted to let you guys know that because I'd probably be throwing those terms around quite a bit. And I don't want you guys to be lost. So me and my friend who's actually Nepali, Southeast Asian, she actually was just walking into a, uh, a meeting with me. We went through, we went to um, Grand Arbor for a meeting. And as we're walking through the door and it was just like, we attracted some sort of, like we had some sort of magnetic pool. And it's funny because I'm so used to touching and, you know, in the grocery store in a line. And it's happened in a bathroom before, like, <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, I really hope you washed your hands. <laughs> but... So basically, I, rem I remember just having to go through that and, and talk about that all the time. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being curious. I think that it's cool to want to know. I just think people don't realize, like, if you're touching me, you know how a million people must be touching me. <laughs> and that could be so you know, invasive. And when my when I went to that meeting with my friend, she was actually like, I did not realize. Like, she's like, I even realized my own privilege in that moment because, you know, people don't do that. And she was like, it, it looked like you're getting petted. And that's essentially what it is. <laughs> it's pretty much, the, that's pretty much the deal. But, you know, I think people don't realize there's so many nuances to the actual hairstyling of black women every woman wears it differently there's no one size fits all I just happen to be you know I'm not balling like that so I do use synthetic <laughs> synthetic extensions I, I've learned my way through the hair academy of YouTube <laughs> 
And that has been my only saving grace over the last four years because I, of course, live in a small town and we probably have like a shelf and a half and and Target and Walmart of actual hair products. And of course, you know, it's not going to be like the best quality hair products. It's just most of like, you know, the popular ones that are usually um, cheaper um, that are certainly not great for you. But um, it's so insane because... I don't think I realized until I moved to this town how black I am, how how that's like the first thing people see. And maybe because I was a little bit sheltered in Florida and I wasn't really on my own till I was about 19 going on 20. That was when I experienced being around a lot of people who were from other cultures. I went to Tampa, um, which, which is where I went to college at the University of South Florida. And I moved to Tampa at the beginning of 2008. And I remember uh, having classes full of like different, you know, ethnicities and, you know, Asian and Indian and uh, Caribbean, African, you know, like British, uh, Canadian, like we, I saw everyone. And it was really, really cool because I'd never been in such an open accepting space. Of course, Tampa is mostly a college town. You know, so everybody's like probably the main age groups, your 30s. Um, so it, it's it's definitely a, a very diverse area. So coming here, I think that was really the naivete in me because even no, all I was thinking about in making that decision was like, we are broke. <laughs> we got bills to pay and a child to feed. We need to do what we need to do. So, and if that meant leaving um, Florida and moving here for six months, <laughs> which was the imaginary number that clearly did happen. Um, so, after leaving here for six months, we actually um, we that was we ended up staying here, and that was where this is where we ended up having to be. So, it was interesting because everything we've ever had to purchase in terms of like my hair and things like that I've always had to do it online I've always had to you know go and find a place or you know find quality products and for the first couple years it was definitely trial and error I I did everything by myself and trying to figure it out and probably lost a little hair in the process (laughs) but it's so frustrating because I realized like people are not catering to this demographic and that was probably one of the very first things that made me feel really really like ostracized and um and I think because in Florida it didn't matter like you know I had tons of like people of color around me black women Caribbean black women at that and nobody cared about you know your hair in that way and they certainly didn't care when you walked into a room enough to like stare you down you know um so it became a a very I don't know sometimes it's okay and then other times I'm like hmm you know, like especially when you've been out in meetings all day and your hair has been touched by multiple people, you know, um, so it's tough. Um, I think my advice to all of my small town folks out there, you know, there's nothing wrong with being curious, but ask first. Consent is the new thing in 20 20- in 2019 consent is important on all levels um because yeah some people don't want that to happen some people don't mind some people do mind so it's important to to actually ask and before you invade somebody else's space
Well, can you believe that was from episode one? What was that, like three years ago? Well, thank you for listening to that flashback episode of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl. I just wanted to jump in as present day Joe and give you a few updates, a little housekeeping, if you will, and let you know, first of all, my Instagram for Unapologetically Anxious Me, unfortunately, was hacked. So I apologize if you've been receiving any random DMs about things that I would never send out to my followers about money and um, scams and things like that that I would never do. So please do not engage. In fact, you would be doing me a huge solid if you would simply report the hacker and let Instagram know that they are clearly pretending to be somebody else so that they can take down the page. I am having zero luck in recovering it, so I'm just moving on. And in terms of moving on, I have a new Instagram page. So if you would help me in growing that by following my new page at Unapologetically Anxious Pod, that would help me a great deal. I am also on Facebook, so I would love it if you guys would be on all my socials, my Facebook page, um, my Facebook page group. That one is a great tool um, to be platform to be on because there I do interact with people where we get to actually talk about content and you get to help me make decisions about this platform and beyond. And of course, um, I just want to thank you also for just the last couple, like just the last year. If you have been an active listener from the beginning, I know I have taken a few hiatuses and I want to thank you for just being loyal and supportive of my journey throughout this process. Um, Mental health, as you know, is no cakewalk. It has been very difficult and within my personal life and I am in a place where I am ready to be more open about that with you and when I was not in a place where I felt I was healthy enough to do that I definitely took a step back and now that I am ready to take that place and step forward again I want to bring you guys along on that journey and I am moving in some new directions and so I am really excited for what is coming and I just want to thank you for just being loyal and your compassion and continuing to listen and even though those of you who have gone and listened to my old episodes I love it when you talk to me about the things that really just made you feel connected and things that are just comforting to you. So thank you. Continue to do that. Uh, You can always reach me on my social platforms as well as anxiousmepodcast at gmail.com if you want to share a story with me. And shameless plug, 
you know that you can always get my book, Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions, Stories, and Musings of a Haitian American Girl on Amazon. It's available now. If you want to get to know me on a deeper level, you'll laugh, you'll cry. It's all the feels. Um, if you love everything you hear on this platform, then that is definitely a great book for you. I have been told it's a great uh, airplane read. And so it's, um, it's definitely my baby. And one of the things that I really uh, loved doing and um, I'm, I'm glad that it's out there for you guys to read. So uh, that's all I have for you. Thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you in the next one. Bye.